Hi guys. So I just wanted to come on here today and talk about some lessons that I've learned over the past six months or so in my life. Um, because these have been some very, very crazy and influential months that I've had. Um, and it's just really been a journey for me and I've learned a lot and I think that it would be beneficial for you guys to hear what I've learned because, um, I don't know, maybe it'll help you guys. So, um, let's start with this summer. I was at like the lowest point of my life. I got broken up with after three years and then, um, I, my meds were messed up. My antidepressant was messed up and I ended up, ended up triggering a manic episode because um, I struggle with bipolar disorder and I triggered a manic episode and um, I ended up relapsing with self-harm and I ended up in the mental hospital. And coming back from the mental hospital, I kind of um, like readjusting coming back to a normal life. I discovered that loving myself and putting myself first is genuinely the most important thing. And I've always preached that and I've always told people that and I've tried to practice it my whole, that's a lie, not my whole life. The past few years, I've really tried, like I've really focused on um, putting myself first. But after I came back from the mental hospital this time, I really just was like, this is it. Like I really want to have a content life. And in order to do so, I have to be willing to sacrifice you know, going out with my friends or doing things that aren't healthy necessarily um, and really just get on my grind and like take the time to just fucking exist. Does that make sense? I don't know. But like basically how I practice that is I spend so much time alone. And for the longest time, I was afraid of alone time because when you're alone, it means that you have to face your thoughts and there's no distractions and you can't just avoid everything, which is what I love to do. So it's just, you know, alone time has never been my favorite thing until I learned how to handle the alone time. So now... I take this alone time and I journal or I meditate or I practice yoga or I go lift at the gym or I go for a walk outside or I listen to music or I read a book, stuff like that. And all of those things help me so much. So I guess I just kind of learned the importance of coping skills. And I know that that's kind of obvious, but at the end of the day, I feel like so many people just don't practice coping. Like they just don't because everybody's so caught up in the day-to-day -day events and I am too, but it's just, there's so much to be said for taking time for yourself and actually putting your mental health before you put hanging out with other people or school or work or anything. Because at the end of the day, your mental health is what is most important. So you should start acting like that's what's most important. You know what I'm saying? Like you should not avoid alone time. That is a bad sign that something is wrong in your life that you do not want to face. I know that because I have been there so, so many times. But taking the time to work on your mental health, however that looks for you, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be journaling and meditating and yoga like me. 
you know, it could be whatever, knitting, whatever. I don't know. I got nothing. Um, but it looks different for everybody. But as long as you are actually making time for yourself and putting yourself first, that's what matters. If that means cutting people off because they're bad for your mental health, screw it. Fuck them. That's what I say. You got to put yourself first. It's better to have no friends than fake friends. And I have had to learn that. That's the next lesson. So segue to the next lesson I've had to learn over the past six months. I don't have any friends. I just would like to share that. I have, that's okay. Sorry. That's a lie. Let me, let me circle back. I have a few friends, very few friends. I don't even know if few is enough or as few might be too big of a word, but I have a, a couple friends. Okay. Um, but I used to have a lot of friends. Like I used to have a lot of close or what I thought was close friends and I ended up just cutting basically everybody off because after high school, I realized that everybody that I was hanging out with was fake and it was so detrimental for my mental health because I was constantly worried about what other people were thinking about me. So self-conscious. I just couldn't even like function. It was so bad. So I just ended up cutting everybody off and I learned to deal with that alone time like I was talking about. Um... But I found myself with a lot of alone time, which is I had to handle it. You know, that's just how it worked out. But with friends, I am content genuinely with my few friends that I have because they're genuine people who I know I can depend on and who will be there for me no matter what. And I will be there for them no matter what. And that is what matters because having or being lonely is better than having company with somebody just so that you're not alone because that is when you end up making mistakes and making bad decisions because you're just desperate like that's just desperation and I have been there so many times because I just didn't want to be alone I never wanted to be home like I didn't want to have to think so I would just go out and go out and hang out with people who I didn't even fucking like like I didn't even like them and I would just hang out with them so that I wouldn't have to be alone like that's so fucked up Ugh, I hate it. Like, I hate just thinking about that. You just, I don't know. That's a big piece of advice, though. A big thing that I've learned is just, like, being lonely is okay. You're gonna be lonely. Healing is so lonely. But being alone is better than being with somebody so that you're not alone. Like, just so that you're not alone. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. Oh, Okay. Next lesson. This is a big one. There was a point um, about three months ago, maybe a little bit more, four months ago, where I was struggling so much with suicidal ideation. I had this idea in my head that my life was completely worthless. Now, don't get me wrong. I could have a good day every single day. Like, I... I have found the key to daily happiness, you know, like I practicing my coping skills and doing what I need to do every single day really keeps me happy genuinely. And I was happy genuinely. But when I looked at my life, I did not feel as though it was worth living. Like I, my, my future, I was so focused on this idea that like the rest of my life, like I do not want to see out the rest of my life. Like I am not interested in living my life because I'm just so sick of it 
You know what I mean? Like it was like, I could just look at my life and I was like, this isn't worth it. Am I happy? Yes. But when I feel pain again, is it going to be worth it? Do I even want to have a career? Like is going to school, is that what I want to do? Like I was just having this like existential crisis and I was like, at the end of the day, I'm going to have to kill myself. Like that's just how I'm going to die. Like, because that's just like, eventually I'm, you know, it's going to come to that because this is just like, this is bullshit. I hate, like my life is pointless, you know? probably don't know, but if you do know, then you know. So that's how I was feeling. And for a really long time, I was just trying to work through that because I didn't know what to do because it was like I had set, I just set in stone, I'm going to have to kill myself. It's now or it's later, but I'm going to have to kill myself. Like I, my life is not worth living. And me focusing on the present day, like if today I can be happy, like if I can make every single day a good day, then I'm just distracting myself from the future. Me being present in this moment is me just distracting myself from the future. That is genuinely what I believed. And then I realized that the present moment is my life. The future doesn't exist yet. I am living in the current moment, so I should make the most of my moment. If I can have a good day every day, then my life is a good life. How do I get to look at my life and say, you are bad when I feel good every day? Or at least when I am content? How can I be content and tell my life that it is not enough? Why do I get to be the determinator? Is that a word? The de- The de- Why do I get to determine the worth of a life, the worth of my life when it is so good? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I genuinely, like, had to step back and realize that my life is good because I can make it good and I will make it good. And if I'm happy every single day, then why Not even happy every single day. I keep saying that, but that's not what I mean. I mean, like, if I'm content every single day, because I'm not happy every day. Everybody has bad days. But, like, I am genuinely content. Even when I'm sad, I'm content still. But I still was, like, convinced that my life wasn't worthy. Because my life, quote-unquote life, was this big thing that I was looking at and I was just so overwhelmed by it. And I'm realizing, or I realized, I guess, that, my life is now. It's not this big thing. It's now. So why am I not putting all of my attention on now? Because that is what matters. I can't control the future as much as I fucking want to, as much as it would just make me so much, like it would ease so much anxiety if I could just control the future because I'm a control freak, you know, but I can't. So why not control what I can control, which is the present moment? And realizing this blew my fucking mind. I felt like a genius when I figured this out. So I really hope that you guys are like, wow, she's got a point. Because otherwise I'm going to feel real dumb for never figuring this out. But anyways, the next lesson I had to learn was how to have a healthy relationship with exercise. Now, this one, I was thinking about making a completely separate um, podcast on because I feel very passionately about it and it's just like such a big topic, but I feel like I could squeeze it in here. So I'm going to talk about it. Um, I, as 
probably a lot of you are listening to this know, um, was anorexic for the majority of my life. I have been recovered for about three years now, two and a half, three years. And, um, I also had an exercise addiction. So that kind of, you know, was, went along with that, along with body dysmorphia and all the fun stuff, you know, but the exercise addiction, um, kind of took over my life. If I'm being honest, I, um, used to go to the gym like every single day at four o'clock in the morning and lift until I physically couldn't anymore. And then I'd run after school and I'd, you know, do whatever. Like I was just so obsessed with burning calories and, you know, whatever. And then I took a break from the gym for like a year, like literally a year as of last month. Like I literally, um, did not go to the gym from February to February, like did not work out except for yoga or I think I went to the gym a couple of times, just like random, like I was like, oh, I kind of feel like going to the gym. So I went because I have come to realize that for me, being healthy, like to make sure that my relationship with exercise stays healthy, I have to be careful about how hard I push myself. Um, so like I've learned that if I wake up in the morning and I don't want to go to the gym, I'm not going to the fucking gym. Get a life. Kidding. But like, like props to you if you have the dedication and the you know, whatever, to go to the gym every single day. I do go to the gym pretty much every single day, if I'm being honest. But, like, those of you who push through the feeling of not wanting to go, like, when I don't want to go, I don't go. But, like, I really do usually go every day because I want to go. But, like, if I don't want to go, I'm not going. Because pushing myself to go when I don't want to go creates this unhealthy thing in my mind where it's like, okay, this is a chore. When exercise should not be a chore, exercise should be for fun and for like to get your body moving and get those good hormone juices flowing in your brain, you know? That's why I do it. That's why everyone should do it. The other thing with exercise is so many people exercise to look differently. Like that is like the number one reason I feel like people exercise. And that is so unhealthy, but it's so normalized. But when you think about it, working out, to change your body like you should love your body at every single step of its way like every single phase that it's in you should still show love to it even if you're trying to change it so if you hate your body and you're going to the gym every single day grinding out even when you don't want to go like you're going to change your body that just feels so unhealthy to me and like I know some people like you know they're on their weight loss journey or whatever but like for me I couldn't like I cannot do that because it just falls into unhealthy territory for me So, like, I kind of had to learn to listen to my body. That's, I think, the best way to put it, is I've learned to listen to my body when it comes to exercise. Um, I also had to learn to listen to my body when it comes to food uh, with eating disorder recovery. But, like, I'll probably do a whole separate um, podcast on that. But with exercise, I really just, like, again, I just started going back to the gym a month ago. And... I have wanted to go every single day and I have gone every single day and I go to the gym and I don't have like, I used to have like a, a plan. Why can I not remember what it's called? A split. Like I had a workout split and I would like 
have, you know, all my weights listed and I do um, progressive overload and like everything. Like I was so obsessive about it. Um, I should also mention I have obsessive compulsive disorder. So there's a lot of things that I kind of get very like nitpicky on, I guess. Like I'm very specific, precise about and, you know, lifting used to be one of them. Um, but anyways, so now I go and when I go, it's to have fun. So I go and I do the machines that I want to do. I go and if I want to do legs and I just did legs yesterday, I'm going to do legs again. You know, I'm going to do legs again. One thing about me, I'm going to do legs again. You know what I'm saying? Ugh. But like I go because I want to go. I exercise for however long I want to exercise. If I go to the gym and 20 minutes in, I'm like, God, I want to go home. I leave. Imagine that. Because before, if I was there for 20 minutes, I'd be like, oh, got to stick it out for at least another 40 because, you know, got to make it to an hour. Got to make it to an hour. Got to burn this many calories. Got to do this. Got to do that. That is so unhealthy. Like it is so, it's rooted in diet culture and it's rooted in this idea that you have to work out. You have to burn a certain number of calories. You have to do this. You have to do that all to be healthy. When in reality, sometimes not working out is healthier for mental, for like, or I can't talk mentally. Like it is healthier for you to not work out than it is to work out. I know for me, it was for a long time or also like it can be really unhealthy for you to push yourself to the point where you're, you know, like obsessing over calories and obsessing over how you look and how, you know, that kind of stuff when it should be focused on how you feel. I work out to feel strong, not to feel skinny. And that has changed. And I am so happy that it has changed because this is just such like, it's so important to me because working out makes me feel so good mentally. Like lifting is such a great coping skill for me. And so being able to do it without any kind of like negative energy surrounding it is so nice. And so just like this past month has been amazing for me. I've really felt like I'm finding my peace and getting my place and kind of getting my routine together with going to the gym and everything and having a healthy relationship with exercise. So I'm like really happy with that. So I just thought I'd share that lesson that I've learned. Um, and then another thing that I've learned is I'm okay. So I'm currently on a gap semester from college because, um, I was really struggling mentally. Like I said, um, in the, at the end of summer, well, all of summer, but like at the end of summer. So I was like, I went to school and then I was still struggling the whole school year. And then I had that little, um, depressive episode and I was like, okay, I'm going to take a gap semester. So I took a gap semester. I'm on it now. Like I said, um, and the, this is the biggest lesson I have gained from it so far is that having a daily routine that you can depend on is very important, like crucial to living a happy life. Because honestly, for me, I, like being bipolar, going from mania to depression, both of those two different things, like my lifestyles look very different when I'm manic versus when I'm depressed. When I'm manic, I'm constantly out doing things. I'm super productive. I'm, you know, awake all the time. I'm in a good mood. And then when I'm depressed, I just want to sit in my bed all day. I don't hang out with anybody. I don't leave my room. My room's messy, you know, whatever, all that stuff. But I have kind of had to find things that I can be consistent with every single day. Like my morning routine, I 
do my skincare, I listen to a podcast, and I go for a walk, I do yoga, you know, whatever, I read, I journal, like, all the coping skills I was talking about before, like, I've made those a part of my everyday routine, which I, again, I already talked about, but, like, knowing that I can depend on that regardless of my mental state, so, like, and even if you aren't bipolar, like, everybody has bad days, everybody has off days, you know, everybody feels depressed sometimes, and you don't want to do your everyday routine when you're depressed, but, like, you have to come up with something, even if it's, like, five-minute journaling or you do your skincare before bed or you read a book every morning while you drink your coffee or you meditate while you, you know, whatever. Just to work something into every single day that makes you feel better about yourself makes such a difference. Because when you can find any kind of consistency when you're unstable like me, (laughs) then it is very beneficial. So I'm sure if you ever feel, you know, like your life is kind of overwhelming, if you just get something that you can practice every single day, I really do think that it would be beneficial because I know it really has helped me because even though I'm not going to school and I'm not working right now either, um, having something that I can rely on every day is just super nice because it makes me feel uh, like I have something I can depend on, you know something consistent even when life isn't consistent my daily routine is and that is nice so yeah I think that's everything I have to talk about today um sorry it's kind of a short episode but um it's my first one so thought we'd just kind of get the ball rolling with a little six month recap so hope you guys are all doing well and I'll see you soon bye